Okay, uh, thank you very much uh, for taking time off your busy schedule to come here. Um, the first thing we need to sort of ascertain is the Mishnah is talking about Kriya Shema. Now we know that Kriya Shema is not the first mitzvah in the Torah, so the question is, why is Kriya Shema being discussed at the beginning of Torah Shabbat Alper? This is really the first Mishnah, and the Kriya Shema is the subject, so the question is, why? And the answer that is given, that the Mephoshim give, is that when a godel, when a person is, becomes a mitzvah, so in other words, that's when he starts having his chiyot, the first mitzvah that he's going to have after, when he becomes a mitzvah is Krishna, because you become a mitzvah in the evening. So immediately, that is the very first thing. Now, the Rob did say, I think, at the Malava Malka, there is also another mitzvah, Kibbutz Aim. So in other words, if immediately you uh, become a mitzvah, you offer a cup of water to your father, you, you also become a mitzvah, Kibbutz Aim. That's true. But Kibbutz Aim is a mitzvah that stays with you 24-7 for the rest of your life, sort of thing. But here we're talking about mitzvahs which apply only at certain times. And therefore, that's why the mission starts with Kriyashima. The second thing, the important thing is to know as an introduction to the first Mishnah is as follows. Normally, when a Torah gives a chiyuv, it gives a chiyuv and it says it's either you do this during the day or you do it during the night. And it's clear, you know, day is day and night is night. It's not really hard to understand. However, the Kriya Shema, we learn it out from the process of Veshoch Bechor of Kumecho. Veshoch Bechor means when you lie down of Kumecho when you get up. Now the question is, when do you lie down and when do you get up? Different people have different bedtimes and different people, if you go to certain shuls in the area, you will find out, have different times of getting up. Therefore, the question is, since we learn out the Shachbachol Kumecho, which tells you when the Kriya starts, it's dependent on when people get up. Is it when the general average person gets up? Or is it individual? In other words, some people get up early, some people get up later. Or is it a range of those? So with that sort of introduction, let's go straight into the Mishnah and let's see what, uh, sort of what we get out of it. Okay, so straight away. From, where do we, from what time are we allowed to say Shema in the evening? And the answer is, straight away, from the time that Kainim who were Tome are, are able to eat Shuma. And we learn out afterwards, when are Kainim able to eat Shuma? At Sefer Kachovim, at night. Sefer Kachovim means when three medium stars come out, you know it's night. So that's, at night, that is when you can say Kriya Shema. The question is immediately on the Mishnah, why do we go such a roundabout way of telling us when the Chiv of Kriya Shema starts? If, if we're saying it is a time when Kainim go to, are allowed to eat Shuma, that means if a Kainim is Tomei, then what he must do is during the day still he must go to the Mikvah, and then he's got to wait till night, and then he can eat Shuma. And we happen to know that that happens to be Tzedek Kachovim. Isn't that a rather long-winded way of explaining when Tzedek Kachovim is? Let the Mishnah just turn around and say, Amos like Kona Shema Ba'arvin, but Tzedek Kachovim. That the Gemara will deal with. Okay, but it's just a question to bear in mind. Now, 
it seems to be i.e. from night no one else argues with it alright because there's no other Mazda Omar there's nobody else in the Mishnah who comes along and says you can start at a different time however when we learn probably won't be this week probably be next week we learn that there's Bryce's which give a variety of times. As far as the Mishnah is concerned, the Mishnah only gives one time when you can start Kriya Shema. However, when it comes to till what time can you say it, in other words, not when you start it, when, when must you finish it by, then there's three different shitters in the Mishnah. And that's what we're going to learn now. So, Mishnah until the end of the first watch. Now, the Gemara later on will explain what a watch is. So I don't want to go into that now because the Gemara has got various discuss- discussions as to what it is. But for the moment we can understand that a night is divided into three watches. And let's take an example, a standard example, because it just makes life a lot easier. We want to keep it simple. A night goes from 6 o'clock in the evening till 6 o'clock the next morning. So if the night is divided into three, the first watch is going to be when? Ten o'clock. The second one's going to be two o'clock in the morning. Hopefully we're all tucked up by then. And then six o'clock again the next morning. So what we're saying here, Diva Rebeleza. So Rebeleza is saying you are allowed to say it from Tetakhovim until the end your your sort of limit, you must have said it by the end of the third of the night. In other words, in our example, by 10 o'clock, you must have said, Krishna. Divya Rebeleza. That's what Rebeleza says. Okay, now, let us go to Rashi. Immediately, now, we, I don't intend to do every Rashi, and certainly, not Tyson, certainly not inside, but there's certain, certain times when Rashi is so fundamental, without Rashi, we can't understand what the mission is saying. So if I can draw your attention to Rashi on the third line, Asaifa Shemora Rishina, Shlishalaila, third of the night, as we said, from the Farish Bigamora. And we shone the Eilech, and from then onwards, in other words, any time after, in our example, ten o'clock in the evening, of a Zaman. It's too late. The time is gone. The Lymikri Su Zaman Shriva, because that's not called Shriva lying down anymore, but like Karinon Bay Pashokbachal. And we cannot call it Pashokbachal. Now, what, Rebbe, what Rashi is saying is like this. There's various ways of learning the word Uvashokbachal. And he's saying like this. Uvashokbachal means when people go to sleep. When do people go to sleep? Any time between night and a third, a third of the night. I.e. say between six and ten. Bear in mind, we're talking about an agricultural society. People in those days, first of all, there was no electricity. Right? So when you came home, there was not much to do. Second of all, people during the day did not sit back in their air-conditioned offices and phone the stock exchange. They worked hard. It was agricultural society. They worked hard in the field. So they came home in the evening, had mincha, mariv, and had supper, and they went to bed. So in other words, what Rashi is saying is here, by a third of the night, in other words, say by 10 o'clock, everybody will have gone to sleep. So the word, how he translates the word, means when people go to bed. So all the time that people are in the process of settling down for the night, going to bed, that is Uvashokbukho. Right? So therefore that's why he says you can do it for a third of the night. Umakamehokhi, 
says Rashi, before this, in other words, before Pesach Chovim, Nami loves Manshchiva. It's not a time of going to bed because if night is at six o'clock, people don't go to bed at five o'clock unless they're ill. Therefore, you cannot be yotz in the mitzvah of Kriyashema before night because since the Shachbachol means when you go to bed and you don't go to bed before night, so if you say Kriyashema before night, you're not yotz in the mitzvah of Kriyashema. Now he asks a brilliant question which applies particularly to this shul, but also to ver- various other shuls. In Cain, if so, Loma Karin Oslo Bebeza Knesset, why do you say an early Mariv in shul? We know in the summer, you have the Mencha Mariv together, Mariv is hours before night. And even in the winter, it's also quite a bit before night. Now, according to what Rashi has said, that we use the word of a Shochbachot to tell you it means when people go to bed, and people don't go to bed before night, what is the point of saying Kriyashima before night? Having an early minion for Mariv. So says Rashi explains, you know why you say it? You're not Yotzer at all in the midst of Kriyashima when you daven an early Mariv. That's what Rashi is saying. So in that case, why do you say it? What's the point of saying it? If you're not Yotzer, well, there's no, no point. The answer is, Kedei Lamad Betzfila there is an Indian of enhancing our tefillah. In other words, we have Shemad To enhance that tefillah, we say something beforehand. Similarly, you've got an idea when we have Mincha, right? We say Asherah first, because we have something, you don't go straight into Shemad So enhances the Shemad when you have some Dibretariah beforehand. So the reason, says Rashi, why we say Kriya Shema before Shemad is not to be yoked to Kriya Shema because it's before night you can't do that but it's only to enhance our tefillah the Hoche Tanya B'Brise B'Brise Yerushalmi and this comes from a, a, a B'Brise in Yerushalmi Ulefichach and therefore you add and this is the important thing since we haven't been yoked before night we've only said it for other reasons i.e. to enhance our tefillah but not to be yoked to the Kriya Shema therefore we have a chiv to say it again after it gets dark and with that, we will be Makayim the Mitzvah of Kriyashima. Now, what Rashi says here, now it's something very controversial, So a person says, the first paragraph of Shema, he's Yatza. In other words, when you go to bed, say Kriyashima al-Mitzvah, you say the first paragraph, with that you are Yatza the, the Kriyashima, and even though you were not yet to the Kriya Shema, which you said in an early Marid, with that you are. Now, Titus, as I said, we're not going to, I'm not going to sort of go into the wording of Titus, it's too long. But he asked four questions. Now, I'm not going to go into all of the questions, but let me just give you a sort of a schmeck, as it were, a taste. One question he asked is, he says, is it so that you are not yet, sir, when you say Marid, when you say Kriya before night, why would it be enough just to say one Pasha of Krishna Malamita? You should say all three. That's one question he asked. A second question he asked, we'll learn later on in, in the Mishnah, that whenever you say Krishna, when you have the mitzvah of Krishna, you have to have brochas beforehand and brochas afterwards. As you just have Marav, no, we've got Amarav Aravim, Alphanim, Kalisrael, etc. Part of the detail, part of the conditions of Shema are that you must say the brochas before and afterwards. 
Now, if you're just going, if according to Rashi, you're going to be out to the Krishna Mitha, you don't say brachas before and afterwards, so how can you be out to them? That's the second question. And then a various other questions. Therefore, Tosas comes out at the end, Mikolas and Arias, Mashma the Krishna shall base of Knesset who Ika. That the Krishna in the evening that you say, even albeit that it's before night, you are Yaitza. Now, you're immediately going to ask me, but how can you be Yaitza? Because the whole point that that Rashi was saying was of a Shokbukhah, you can only be Yaitza after night. So how can Katsosa come along and say, the Ika is in the base of Knesset when you govern it early, but it's before night? So Tosa explains that in Tafvov, it talks about Rabbi Yehuda. And Rabbi Yehuda says that the Zman Mincha finishes at Plaga Mincha. Plaga Mincha is one and a quarter hours before night. There, when we get to the Gemara there, we'll go into it, how he works it all out. But we hold, like Rabbi Yehuda says Tosa, that Mincha finishes at one and a quarter hours before night, and from that time onwards we can say Marid. And indeed, if you look at all the times, I didn't believe it, but the latest time Plaga Mincha is on uh, here at night in the in the, in the height of summer is twenty to eight. Okay, so we, what we're saying is you can have a Marid early as long as it is after plug. That's what I would say. You go to Krishna at that time. Sorry. Rabbi Yehuda would hold that you go to yes, Krishna. Yes, yes. Rabbi Yehuda would hold that from Plaga Mincha onwards. You, that Mariv is, is okay with Krishna, you are Yatza. So that's basically, that's a fundamental machlozi in Rashi and Tosas. I hope I think sort of make it too complicated, but the point is, one's got to know that, because, you know, things follow from that. So now let's go back to our Mishnah. So what we had so far, we said, from the time, from nightfall, so in, in simple terms, from 6 till 10, so that's of a shock before. Chachamim say you can say Krishna until Chatzot, till midnight. Right? That doesn't mean midnight as in 12 o'clock, but you work out, Charles and Money, as it's called, seasonal hours, and other words, you work out when is the middle of the night. In your example, but, it would be midnight. Oh, in our example, from 6 to 6, it will be midnight. Right. So, <coughs> where do the Chachamim get Chatzot from? Where, where, because we said we've learnt from Meshachbachot and we've said people are in bed by 10 o'clock right and those days certainly didn't go to bed by 12 o'clock uh, as late as 12 o'clock so where do we get it from we shall see the Mishnah will we will explain and that is Chachomet Rabbi Gamliel Rabbi Gamliel says Ashiyale Amad right till dawn now there's a question mark exactly in the question when dawn is but let's let's not get complicated generally it's 72 minutes before next to Chama. If you work out, I don't, do you, does anyone know what time is next to Hummer this morning? Five past eight. So ten, 72 minutes before there is what? Is that 10 to 7 or something like that? It was pretty dark at 10 well, to 7. Well, film on before then, hey? So yeah, yeah, that's Mishi Yaket. That no, is, but dawn before Mishi Yaket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dawn had to be before I think, they, they, didn't they say that that last week, 6.44? Yeah, okay. There's, I'm just saying, as a general rule, of course, before we go into it, exactly when this Alasa Shachar is, but not to make things complicated, it, it's, it's very early in the morning. But, but the point is, but that's not the point, the point of the mission is you can say it the whole night. In other words, there's not a cut-off point at 10 o'clock, like what Rabbi uh, Lezer said, there's not a cut-off time at cut-off, you can say it the whole night. Okay. Maestro, there's a story. Always nice to start off with a story. Well, Bob Bonavid based on Mishnah, 
Rebbe Gamliel's son came home obviously after Chatzot, sometime between Chatzot and Amad HaShachar, say 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning. Rebbe Gamliel must have been up. Either he went with him to the Chatzot or he didn't mind. You know, you know the story about in Kedush, in Lamedalev, about Adhechem Kibbut Alvaim. How far do we have to go for Kibbut Alvaim? And there's a story about Doma ben Nesino. Yeah, the Chachomim came in and they wanted to buy, he had the stones which the kind God all put on his apron, on the aphos. And it was lying underneath the pillow of the father of Dom ben And he would have had to wake him up. And he did not wake him up. So he said, if already sort of a non-Jewish person who's not commanded on Kibbut Avaim, but he just does it out of decency, how much more so us? And of course, the next year, he was a real mensch, this fellow, because the next year he was rewarded and he got a paradoma. And, but, th- but this is the, the interesting part that the Chachomim came in and they wanted to buy the Paradoma and he said to them I know exactly you would pay me the, the earth I could quote you know any uh, an open check you know you'd give me as, whatever I ask now all I'm going to ask of you is the money that I lost because I didn't present the stones that's how far I'll give it out of way it was a very, on, very honest man any case so, so I'm digressing a bit but Rabbi Gamliel perhaps if, even if he was asleep at that time, he probably did not mind his sons waking him up for something which is a question of Christian Mazar Although I should imagine Don Ben 